Welcome to The Numbers Game, episode 141, and the countdown to 150 is on. I'm Jace, and I'm here with Nick and Marty. How are we going today, guys? Going well, Jace. Always on the premature celebration. I love it, mate. You're always, uh, you're always 10 episodes in advance. That's what makes you entrepreneurial. Uh, love that. Exciting, Feeling yeah. good. Feeling good. Nick, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Marty. Just yeah, just had a busy week, really, trying to work out how we um, how we can get people gambling on the numbers game and get our <laughs> revenues up. So I spent all week on it, but I have come up with absolutely nothing other than um, I don't know. Maybe people could bet on what you're wearing or what Jace is wearing, or you know, I don't know. What's Jace going to come with that's new? He's always got something new and fashionable, whether it's a new hairstyle or a fresh cut or a, you know, bit a bit more growth in his beard, bit less growth in his beard. No, there's no billion dollars in that yet, so no. I think we'll just keep brainstorming. I've been working on TNG Plus for all the rewards programs that we're going to be running, so that people can subscribe to. We're just just entrepreneurial business business guys, just talking talking about all the different things we can do. But you know, just feel, feeling excited and uh, always ready to share the goods with with our audience. Before we dive into it, just off the back of our, you know, the excitement for this season. Once again, the show is brought to you by Dashboard Insights, um, the real-time, dynamic, interactive dashboard business that will take your data from places like Xero, HubSpot, you know, your website, Google Sheets, your CRM, puts it all into one place so that you can make informed business decisions. So these dashboards are custom built and tailored to your business, regardless of what industry you're in. If you'd like to learn more, go and check out dashboardinsights.com. Um, they are actually up for one of Zero's awards for the app partner of the year. So they're not just this, uh, you know, not just an anyone business. They are doing brilliant things for small business owners. Um, so I recommend checking it out and you can get a free demo booked in as well. Let them know that you've come from the numbers game and go and check it out. Marty, let's get down to business. What have you got for us today? Look, gents, let me first and foremost, just congratulate all Aussie business owners and all employees alike. 14 rate rises, cost of living through the roof, and you know, inflation still coming down, but not where uh, the RBA wants it. And I don't think what they counted on is the true Aussie spirit of people working three times as hard to get the same result. You know, They thought we would have fallen off the mortgage cliff, the business cliff, thought businesses would be winding up to get us back to their preferred uh, inflation numbers. And I just want to put a call out there to say, well done, Australians. Because remember, Frank Lowe, I'm on my high horse here, you know, <laughs> said we wouldn't have any rate rises until 2024. You know, so remember those days. And I think people have really handled this effectively. Business owners have a controlled cost base uh, well, they've still managed to make sales. And people have worked hard. And look, poor performers can't be held in this type of market too. So there's even a shifting landscape in regards to, you know, employee performance and employees are stepping up. And you're starting to find businesses that will keep, you know, they'll get rid of two poor performers and put one good performer in. So it's an interesting landscape, but I just wanted to put that out there that we are doing the right things. You know, people are using tech to create more efficiencies. And we're doing pretty well. And what's the reward for everyone? Probably another rate rise. You know, so might be the last, but we said that last time as well. So at some stage, I still can't get the justification in people's 
uni degrees and being in high places that we can't have any other levers than, you know, interest rate rises. Uh, I just, I can't get that through my head that we have to make businesses and people suffer uh, so we can hit our high level ratios that we need to hit in order to, and I get why it has to happen. And, um, you know, because things will just get worse down the track. But um, I just put it out there, a piece of advice to to business owners and in, and and professionals alike is don't wait for circumstances to change to make decisions. Like I'm hearing a lot of young people go, yeah, we're, we're slightly underwater here with our mortgages and expenses, mm-hmm. but we'll just hang on for another six months, nine months. Um, really be relative to the circumstances at hand and make strong decisions on where you're at, uh, where you're at now, because we might find that interest rates won't come down for another 12, 18 months. So don't don't always sell the story of what you want. Um, think about what's the reality of your circumstances and make strong decisions based on that. Like if you have an investment property, okay, if you sell the investment property, secure your position if you need to. You know, get the right advice, make sure you're using Innovate to save money on your mortgages. So maybe you don't have to do that. But I, I just want, I don't want people to have that boiling frog effect and rates keep slightly going up, slightly going up, expenses keep rising, and then they do get themselves into trouble and they are in a panic. And I'm seeing a lot of young people come through and older people as well, just wanting to get professional advice to know that they're okay. And I think that is the best thing you can do. But all I would say from an advice piece is to make a call on what the reality of the numbers are today and not wishful thinking of how they might change in the future. You know, do your budgets, do your budgets at home, you know, cut out discretionary spending, make sure you're okay. Because when the market does swing back in favour and, you know, wages continue to rise and cost of living starts to I don't know if it will decrease. It probably just goes sideways, right? Mm. But you'll be in a better position for doing that. So that's something I just want to put out there, gents. Thoughts around my uh, opening comments? Oh, I think you're spot on. I think what we're finding at the moment is people have been so um, confused about where things are going to go. Um, you know, there's so many, um, there's so many different opinions out there depending on what you're listening to. So. I really liked what you said about make decisions uh, with what you know with the circumstances um, that you've got in front of you. And I actually had this conversation with um, a young guy in our business the other day. You know, thinking about his plans and what he wants to do in the next 12, 18 months. Uh, was it the right decision? Is it the best long-term decision for him? Um, you know, he's got some investments that he wants to hold. Got a few other things going on. And, you know, we just pegged it back to, well, you know, what's the most important thing for you in the next one to two years? Um, as long as it's, you know, and it's, it's as long as it's not a silly decision, as in what, you know, what you're doing with your money or financially, but it's the most important thing for you in the next 12 to 18 months. Is it, is it retaining your owner-occupied property? Um, is it putting your family in a bigger house because you've got another kid on the way? Um, whatever it might be, but you've got to, you can't, you can't make decisions based on what you think you should be doing in the next 10 to 15 years. Deal with the circumstances that are in front of you and make decisions and make sure that you're going to be okay. And um, I think a lot of people just, they're finding it very hard to make decisions at the moment because they're not sure where it's all going to work out. But 
what do you want and what's the most important for you in the next 12 to 18 months? What do you have to do to make sure that's going to be achievable? And then make the moves or move the chess pieces, as Marty would say, to to make sure that can happen. Yeah, for me, Marty, it's a bit of bit of Uncle Marty's advice. You know, you've talked about get back to the fundamentals, do the budgets, do the hard work, or put the work in to understand your financial position better than you've ever understood it before. Um, there's always ways to to move the dial. Um, you know, pe- people bleed money out of their account on things that they don't even realise that they're doing, but. You know, sometimes it's those 1% changes today that compound over time to allow for much bigger changes one month, six months, 12 months down the track. So it's uh, putting the work in now and, um, you know, seeking seeking some professional advice, talking to people around you and, and putting the things in place. You know, yes, you're in a certain situation now. Yes, there's been rate rises that you can't control, but you've got to control the controllables that you've got the ability to access and do. And, you know, most people put bury their head in the sand and don't put in the work. So it's the ones that will sit down and do the budget, the ones that book the consult with, you know, somebody at Innovate or, or somebody from my team and to look at their cash flow um, at future. And they're the ones that 12 months, 24 months from now are going to be in a much better position because they've put the work in now. Yeah, well said. Don't let the uh, – I always think don't let the system – control your you know your future uh and i think that that could be a problem here i think people are saying that you know hopefully things will get better take control do your mm-hmm. budgets just like jason nick was saying uh, you have control but look some really interesting data and i'm interested on your feedback on this gents is um and i'm excited about this is the rise of small business registrations over the last 12 months um, I was amazed that given the economic uncertainties that there's a significant increase in registrations. In fact, 57% rise in registrations in 2022 compared to 2019. So that's, to give you an example, that's 335,000 new registrations in 2022. 2019 was 2025. And I thought, is this an anomaly? But no, even in 2021, there were 300,000 new registrations. So there's a lot more people going into small business, which is which is really exciting. Now, there was still a high runoff rate of about 293,000 businesses that were deregistered, but we now have a total of 2.57 mil of registered businesses here in Australia. So... And that surge, which which is interesting, half of those people registering are under 35 years of age. So I'm really excited about that. There's more migrants, uh, 45% of uh, women are registering business out of those numbers as well, which is a significant increase of what's happened in the past. And I just get this feeling that uncertainty sometimes creates opportunity and there are people that are really tech savvy coming through, young entrepreneurs, you know, developing product, developing innovation. And I'm even thinking about it that there's more mature businesses out there that have the money to be able to spend and they have no skill set in these areas and are hiring these young people coming through as well. And I'm sure it's more diverse than that. But that didn't happen in the GFC in challenging circumstances. In fact, it was a lot different where there was a decline in uh, business registrations and the fallout was a lot heftier. So something is going on here that is very, very interesting that I think plays into the numbers game because we love seeing 
uh, you know, vibrant business owners coming into the economy. But um, those numbers were surprising. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. And look, we at a very micro level see, you know, the volume of calls or messages that we get from somebody who's trying to register an ABN or trying to set up a business. And, you know, that there's a lot of misunderstanding about who should have an ABN and what does it mean to have an ABN. And, you know, even this morning, one of my team got a message from their friend who, who has an ABN. Um, and he said, you know, oh, you're, you're, you're a small business. And, and she said, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a small business. I've just got an ABN because I had to do it for this. And it's like, oh, okay. So, you know, the, the conception of getting an ABN because, you know, let's say an employer wants to pay you as a contractor. Like the, the understanding of having an ABN is you are a business. You're a registered business. But sometimes these things are being taken advantage of. So, you know, I do see that that increased number. But then I go at the same time, you know, the, the high runoff rate of, you know, nearly 300,000 businesses shut down as 355,000 new ones were started. Um, the ATO and the ABR are on an absolute rampage of cancelling every ABN that they think shouldn't have been registered for legitimate reasons. And whether that's, you know, getting away with not paying someone super or, you know, covering them for work cover, um, because of a bit of a scam contractor agreement. So look, not to rain on the parade, love it definitely because I think people are controlling their own destiny. A lot of those are probably people that are working a job and have set up an ABN on the side to try and earn some additional income on the side. Um, you know, if you're doing ride share, if you're doing, you know, deliveries on the weekend, um, there's all those things that require you to have an ABN. If you're doing air tasker, um, you know, so it's like gig economy. The gig, the gig economy is getting a lot of people to go out and have to register ABNs. Um, and at the same time, also people that are looking for that additional second stream of income. So, you know, let's say you're a graphic designer working for somebody during the week, 38 hours, but then you're also picking up some of your own clients, doing some graphic design work on the side, might be building a website and whatnot. So it is exciting, but at the same time where there's, you know, energy and excitement and entrepreneur entrepreneurialism, there's also the need to make sure that people are, are taking care and looking after themselves and not being taken advantage of and putting in the, the research to figure out what do I need to do? Like if I've got an ABN, I'm a small business owner and I, and I have responsibilities as a small business owner that I need to meet being you know, taxes, liabilities, registrations, insurances. And there's a reason not everyone ends up being a successful small business owner is because it's bloody hard work. And there's a reason that, you know, three out of every five businesses that are registered are gone within three years, three to five years. So the numbers, 80% of small businesses fail based on statistics through ABR on those ABN registrations. So yeah, hot, hot area. And I think there's a lot of, um, businesses that are focusing on it, like I know Zero are trying to put put together a, a platform that allows for sole traders to use Zero a little bit more easy. Um, you know, so you've only got to kind of imagine, you know, looking at the volume of customers when you've got 2.5 million registered businesses in Australia, there's a lot of small businesses that need to be looked after. So there is a huge opportunity. Do you think that the technologies that are out there is just allowing that easy progression to business or do you think that it's an attitudinal change with younger people willing to take on risk or is it a mixture of both? Mixture of both, I think. I think um, the circumstantial, you know, the circumstances at the moment are probably pushing towards people trying to take control of their own destiny. They're not happy with the way an organisation might be run. They might have different values or standards that they want to put out there. 
Um, so yeah, I think it's a combination of both. And look, technology and and you know the the ease of registration and starting a business, like it's that easy to go online and you can do it for free within minutes. Like registering an ABN is free if you go through the right website. Every now and then people get sucked into going through the wrong website where it charges you a fee to register an ABN. And if you've paid for that, you've actually landed on the wrong website and you've uh, handed over money for no reason. Um, but it is free to register an ABN, but it is also designed to, to trick you a little bit if you answer the question wrong. You know, if you're getting an ABN because you're going to subcontract to your mate's uh, concreting business and you answer the question wrong, it'll say, are you contracting to somebody else's business? If you click yes, they'll deny you getting the ABN. The amount of times we get a call from like, you know, a young, young fellow who's about to start contracting to a mate's, you know, concreting business and he goes, oh, I got knocked back for getting an ABN. I said, oh, you ticked yes to being a contractor. Yeah, yeah I'm contracting. Well, you can't have an ABN. So mm. yeah, comp a little bit complicated out there as well. So Nick, are you seeing any attitudinal changes thinking about coming through when you grew up in your twenties? And I'm trying to think back. It's a long way back for me, but to try to think back to our mm -hmm. era. Our era was, you know, get a good job, uh, you know, get your gold watch after 25 years, and there was much more stability. It was there was less appetite for risk, definitely in our generation. But there were people that still were outliers and did very, very well in, in business. Mm -hmm. um, what did you see from when you grew up in your 20s oh. to, to now? Is there any change in attitudes? Yeah, yeah, I think it's completely flipped. But I think um, I just wrote down some um, the access you have to be a business owner. It might be the wrong way to explain it, but um, this will make sense when I finish. But it's it wasn't easy back then. Like if you want to be a business owner, if I think about a business owner um, 20, 25 years ago, I think about, an office, so I think about staff, um, I think about a printer and a fax machine, you know, fixed costs, overheads. So of course, you know, of course that's that's hard to make the decision to do that. And, you know, I challenge, challenge most people today if that's what business ownership looked like, would you still do it versus I've got an ABN and I'm on Airtasker. So I think for me, I think it's all digital, to be honest. And I just think that that digital has changed the attitude because it's actually made it easier. So yes, it's attitudinal, but go back 20, 25 years ago, I don't think the attitude would have changed because the the options weren't there. And I just mm. wrote some stuff down, but fitness, you look at fitness now, um, used to be a gym or a personal trainer in a gym. Now with social media, anyone can be a personal trainer. Anyone can get access. Do it on the phone. On, on the phone, you can, you know, go to... Um, gardens and do workouts there if that what or ovals if that's what you want to do um, did digital sales so you think about a, a shop front versus now being able to sell digitally um, you know and, and being able to warehouse products you couldn't do that quite some time ago it was shop front sales staff uh, Jace mentioned rideshare I wrote down uber but all these jobs that didn't exist you had to go through um, be a taxi driver basically and whether or not you were yep. doing your own business is a different story cost 25 grand to get a taxi license back in the day and then it was a hundred grand at some point like yeah yep. it, was, it was six figures and then beyond yep. so yeah you there's a, there's a huge change in what digital and tech has allowed for that's ebay that's great, you know all these that's that that's where the online business stuff started right ebay has opened up channels for people to be able to sell product podcasts podcasts didn't exist who hasn't got a podcast now? So in most podcasts, have probably got ABNs attached because they're paying fees and whatever. So I don't know. I just think it's definitely attitudinal, but I think it's it's access that changed that attitude. It's far easier now to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Of course, I want to go to Airtasker. 
or of course I want to be a freelancer. Um, I think with the cost of wages now, and you know, we're all experiencing this as business owners in the last two or three years, freelancing is just going to keep going to another level um, because it is so difficult to employ people now from a um, not just the cost point of view, but everything else that goes with it around whether or not you can get rid of them if they're underperforming and the, the HR process you've got to go through. Superannuation keeps going up. Payroll tax, which we talk about all the time. Um, all these things that, that go um, hand in hand with hiring an individual, why wouldn't you get a contractor in or get a freelancer in if that's something you could do if it, you know, it wasn't a full-time role or it gave you flexibility as to whether or not you're going to retain those people long-term? So for me, yeah, attitudinal, but I think digital's driven the change in attitude. You, you could just go on and on and on with the, the access to owning a business and the platforms that are out there that didn't exist, you know, 10, yeah. 20 years ago. And it might need to be defined differently, I think, in between, you know, small business that has up to 20 employees to micro businesses, which are really consultancy based on the skill set of, uh, you know, of an individual that's, you know, leveraging up, t- uh, you know, tech and Uber, like you said, vehicles. Uh, but definitely, look, I think the uh, the government's excited about it and uh, they're, they're anticipating nearly $60 billion of new revenue from these new businesses in the next 10 years and creating another million jobs as well. So I would mm. gather that there would be a mix of small businesses in there, which is um, pretty exciting. And they say a lot more diversity uh, and innovation, uh, a lot more migrants coming in, starting businesses as well. So that's, that's always a good thing because you're getting a mix of new ideas from different perspectives as well. So it'd be a much more interesting landscape. But I think, again, if you're going to make that jump from a move to – uh, employee to business owner and you're really serious about it, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, please ensure that you've got at least nine months of your net pay that you would have been getting uh, as, a, as an employee saved up, maybe even 12 months just to, be, just to be safe. And one of the things I always recommend to new business owners is prior to even you know, moving away from a job, ensure that you're going to be able to replace that net revenue per month in your business within six months because you don't want the pressure early on to you know have every sale you know count uh, towards your demise or your upside but have have that savings in the bank and make sure you've worked out a plan that there's a need in the market for what you do um, that you can generate that revenue early on because it's all about leads and sales and all about demand for what you do in the market. And then think about what is your point of difference? What are you bringing to the table? It might be a personality trait. It might be the way you, you make friends. The, it might be you have a skill set, a tech skill set that no one else is uh, utilizing out there. But you really want to define what your point of difference is because it's a really noisy market out there. So you need to be able to cut through and really have clear impact point on how you cut through that not only you move towards that market that it comes back and moves towards you and then that market tells other people about the great things that you're that you're doing so these are really basic but important things when you're looking to make that move and again everyone thinks that it is easier it is certainly not easier um, but if you're willing to put in the work um, you need to get an upside on that return. And I would always say, if you're going for dollar for dollar to replace your net employee income, 
with your business income, then that's stage one where you've survived, you've got revenues coming in, you can live as you were before, but you don't go into business for doing that. You want to have a grander upside. So you want to be earning at least two to three times of what you're earning in your role as an employee based upon the risk that you're putting in um, in starting a business and running a business successfully as well. So now I might be limiting you there. Maybe it's nine times and it could be that in the end as well. But if you can get that momentum trend in your favour, then you have certainly got something. And if the market keeps coming towards you for your service and product uh, and you get that natural word of mouth, um, you have got you know, unpaid advertising working for you. People are your sales force. So I'm not talking about big business here, talking about mums and dads, uh, employees going out and starting on their own. So yeah, just some just some basics there to get you going and support you. How how cool is it though that we've got these options, you know? Um and to um well no well number one is control our own destiny. You know, you think about things like Airtasker and, and Rideshare where we can pick up some extra cash if we have to really easily, mm. you know, to make sure we can keep a roof over our head. Um and Marty to your point around income there could be people, you know, I just think about mums starting families that uh, might not want to do 40 hours a week anymore. They might be able to pull back, do 20 hours a week freelancing and make similar money. You know, it's just yeah, um, correct. It's pretty cool. We've got these options in front of us now that um, I'm sure did exist, but um, not in the same or not as easy as they are now um, to, uh, um, to, to achieve. So, yeah, it's cool. It is really cool that we've got the ability to control our own destiny. Well, and uh, just, just to add, I mean, we love numbers, the numbers game, but talking about, you know, the rise in small business and, and how, you know, good it is to see it kind of bucking the trend of, you know, after all the rate rises and how, you know, things could have gone a different direction. Um, I always like to look at zero small business insights. So zero compiles the, the millions of data points of all of the small business owners in Australia, New Zealand, UK, um, and other areas. But um, and they compile that data onto a website called Zero Small Business Insights. And they've released the data up until September 23, just gone, um, which, you know, to, to read you out some of the key stats there is that wages are up 2% year on year. So there's been definite increases to people who, who have been on wages from this year compared to last year. So 2% overall doesn't sound like a lot, but, I mean, we're talking about small businesses that employ more than half of our country um, in Australia are employed by small business owners. You've then got jobs. There's a 3% increase in jobs year on year for people who are employed by small businesses in Australia. Again, think of this as all of the businesses on zero. The time to be paid has gone down. Um, so a year ago, it was taking 26, 27 days to be paid. Um, it's down to 22.7 days. Um, September just gone. So there's been a, a decrease um, in the number of days for small business owners to be paid. And year on year sales are up 5.5%. So all of those signs are, are positive for small business at the moment. So if you are looking to get into small business or if you are a small business owner and you know you either feel like some of those numbers are relevant or if they're not quite where you feel like they should be, um, there's good things happening out there and, and there's also plenty of people who can help you get the results that you're after too. But I thought those numbers were, were really good. Think looking at, you know, September 23 to the same time, September 22, that small business is heading in the right direction in Australia. And so given there is no way those numbers should be what they are, given where, 
you know, where the high powers want the economy to be. But again, I come back to the resilience of business owners, um, the collaboration and innovation of business owners, and the tech that we, we've talked about to create efficiencies. And look, challenging markets are actually fantastic. It's the same in share investing, no doubt. Recessions are required to create, get, you know, wipe out the inefficiencies in the market. So poor performing businesses and stocks get cleaned away and um, the strong survive. But I think in general, people are just showing their character you know, across the board. And that's what really impresses me as, uh, as Australians. We, uh, we find ways where they don't always think there are, there are ways to find. So, yeah, very, very impressive given, uh, given what everyone's had to go through with the higher costs and challenges within business in the last 12 months. So keep it up. It's, um, it's impressive. I love it. I love to hear the Aussie spirit uh, dominating. <laughs> 100%. That's what we love to hear. So, uh, mate, it's been another cracking episode, Marty. I think uh, we're excited for small business owners in Australia and we're excited for all things the numbers game moving forward. One last mention again to our special sponsor, Dashboard Insights. Um, you know, from our side, personal experience, the consistency and effort that we are getting from our team who get access to their dashboards and their data every day, they are absolutely flying. So we're one of those small businesses that are contributing to great numbers moving forward. And a lot of the time we thank Dashboard Insights for the access to data to help power our business. So if you haven't checked it out, go and have a look. And also, don't forget to follow and like the numbers game on all platforms so that you can stay up to date with everything that Nick, Marty and Jace are up to. Thanks again. And until next time. What is measured is treasured. Game over.